Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Thunder Buddies Podcast. I'm Joe Masato, joined by a very special guest this evening. My boss, I call him Boss Man. Others call him Jeff Patterson. Um, Jeff was at his first Thunder game of the season? Second. 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 First is first, first is the working press. Yes. <laughs> first first uh, sitting um, at the courtside location. Um, yeah. So... An interesting one. If you're going to pick one game, why not pick the the one that's sponsored by Tankathon.com? Yeah, to attend. It was the biggest game of the year, honestly. Like no, no, no joke. I mean, just the, there's no big games on the other end of the spectrum for this Thunder team. So it's a big game on the other end. The Thunder win this one, one eighteen to one hundred two. Probably should have led with that because it hasn't happened in a long time. Thunder breaks a ten game losing streak. They break an eleven game home losing streak. And they beat the Magic, a team they just lost to four days ago in Orlando. And you look at tankathon.com, the upside-down standings. Thunder is now, or remains fourth from the bottom. Detroit, which won tonight, they beat Atlanta. Um, they're a game ahead of the Thunder. Orlando's now a game and a half ahead of the Thunder. Um, and Houston is is all alone in that top spot or bottom spot, whatever you want to say. So kind of a missed opportunity for the Thunder tonight, um, beating Orlando, especially on a night where Detroit also won. The Thunder could have been basically tied for second. But, Jeff, I was saying this during the game. It's like, the Thunder did basically everything possible from an organizational standpoint to lose this game. The Magic just happened to do the same, and they were even worse than the Thunder tonight. Yeah, as I as I told you um, at some point, maybe during the third or fourth quarter, the Thunder got outflanked and outtanked tonight. <laughs> yeah, and and you looked at the. I mean, this is not to like insult the guys who are on the court. Obviously, everybody's you know they're playing for their livelihoods and trying to yeah. make a career of this. So you, you're not trying to. You know, make fun of the situation or whatever, but you have a lot of guys who've uh, played in the G League, who are, um, you know, you don't have, you didn't have any of the star power out there yeah. tonight. They had entire G League lineups out there. Yeah, and, and young roster. I mean, just a young roster in, in, in general for uh, for both sides. Like, um, you know, I, I honestly, this we won't pull like a TNT crew or like who he play for. I had no idea Admiral Schofield was uh, on the Magic. Um, you know, I remember him. He was like briefly with the Thunder just during training camp, right? Yeah. Um, he but, played in like a preseason game. Um, at six points tonight for the Magic. Uh, yeah. Played twenty three minutes in, in a uh, in a big tankathon game here. So, you know, I, I you, you could tell like some fans are are going to be like. Well, that was that's a terrible win. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, guys are trying to you know trying to win. Um, yeah. You know, teams, uh, the players don't tank, organizations tank. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned Schofield. I just have to give a shout out to Jeff Doughton. Um, I hope I'm saying that correctly. D O W T I N. 
I would not have not only have got it wrong on who he played for, but like I don't know if I would have got like what league does he play in, right? Because I had never heard of Jeff Downton. He was um, Rhode Island, right? Yeah, he's a Rhode Islander. Now, real quick, if the Providence Journal or the uh, University of Rhode Island student newspaper didn't do any kind of Dalton Abbey type of uh, yeah type of headlines, we're going to be uh, really disappointed. I'm I'm, I'm sure they did. Um, this was actually his first game with the Orlando Magic. So he had played uh, – he, he's a rookie this year. He had played five games total, four with the Warriors, one with the Bucks, and now he's played one with the Magic. So, um, yeah, those are just the types of guys that were out there. Um, Thunder had a lot of minutes go to Vite Krejci, Olivier Saar. Teo Maladon was really the player of the game. He had 25 points off the bench in this one. Uh, one of his best games of the season, highest scoring games of the season. Trey Mann had 21 points. Isaiah Roby had 21. Three-point shooting was a big difference. Thunder shot 42% from three. The Magic shot 33%. And the only reason I'd be kicking myself if I was a Thunder fan after this one is if, like, Shea had played and gone off for 30, and that's the reason they won. But Shea has now missed two games after the All-Star break, both against the Magic. Clearly... They're sitting Shea purposefully for these Magic games. I understand the ankles bothering him, but he's only missed two games and they happen to be against the Magic. Coincidence? (laughs) (laughs) I think not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if this is a team vying for a play-in spot like they might be a year from now, yeah, I mean, odds are, you know, some of these guys are playing. Um, But, you know, as a city, as an organization – Everything is targeted around a few dates right now. It's yeah. it's it's the uh, lottery night, um, you know, uh, two months from now when uh, the ping pong balls do their magic. Yeah, and it's uh, the draft night itself. I mean, this is a uh, forward facing um, fan based organization. Everything at this moment. So um, I don't know. I mean, Joe, like Trey Mann to me is somebody who like watches most of these games, but not from. You know, an up close perspective, like like you have, Trey Mann looks more and more like a guy who's part of the equation yeah. going forward. I don't know if he starts. Maybe he's that, you know, that volume score off, you know, with a second unit or something on a on a good team. Um, but again tonight, like he he knows how to score. Um, crafty guy. Um, I you know, I'm, I, I've been impressed with uh, with Trey Mann. Me me too. I mean. For a guy who was picked 18th, who's a rookie, um, he's been really impressive tonight. He goes 7 of 12, 3 of 6 from 3, 21 points. And that's kind of what we've been saying with Shea is, you know, it's kind of hard to, to find shots and find space when there's just, like, really no threats around you on the floor. And I know the Magic are far from a good team, didn't have a good uh, defensive lineup in there. But Trey Mann was still able to get his. And, yeah, it's like you, you talk about the Thunder's core – there's two clear at the top. It's Shea and Josh Giddey. Um, if you want to include Lou Dort after that, he's sort of hovering in this, like, middle area of, you know, are they going to extend him? What's his next contract going to look like? But then you look after that, and I think it's Trey Mann. I, I would even argue that Trey Mann might be more important than Lou Dort when you look forward just because this league is about offense. It's about scoring. You can cover up some stuff defensively, but you can't teach that step back. You can't teach just his ability to find a bucket. So ideally, maybe he has a six-man 
uh, off the bench on a really good team, like a Jordan Clarkson, which a name I keep bringing up, like a Jamal Crawford, someone in that vein. But he's fun. Like when you have to, when we're sitting there watching Thunder Magic, you're looking for some fun guys to watch, and Trey Mann's definitely one of them. Poku had one moment tonight that Poku <laughs> that uh, that was kind of a wow moment where he was dribbling the ball up the court. Just the, some of the behind the back stuff. That he, he He's does. good it's at just, the behind the back yeah, move. It just, it just looks so pretty to me, because um, that was never a thing I really. I was never a behind the back or like a a good behind the back player. Um, <laughs> mixed results. I was never much of a player. <laughs> mixed results. So uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, Poku has had you know had his moments and has had some growth, but yeah, we're, I mean, we're all about um, looking forward. Where, where are you at on Poku? Just like, I think. Do you think he's going to be in the NBA five years from now? I don't know. I mean, he. I mean, what was he? The sixteenth pick, something like yeah, that. Yeah, seventeenth. Seventeenth. Um, I mean, as a young guy, he's he's almost that draft and stash, but he's stashed here. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a good so way to just, put it. So you just see what he can do developmentally. Um, you know, a guy with his size. Um, he, I mean, he's got certain. You know, it's that Liam, Liam Neeson taken line. He's got, he's got a certain set of skills, and if you can hone in on mm-hmm. some of the other areas, yeah, he's a guy who could be. I mean, I, I I'd have no idea. I mean, even though I yeah. sat at a seat that said NBA Advanced Scout tonight, I can't I can't advance. You're, you're scout. looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't say like he could be a guy who's playing playing in Europe two years from now. But he could also be a guy who like finds that next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, he's he's a wait and see. But he's had he's had moments of um, you know some some brilliant moments. I mean, he's had some shacked in a fool moments as well. But you know, you build you build on the brilliance and and carve away at deficiency. Mm-hmm. So I don't know with him. Um, it's almost like last year's version of Poku was more fun more entertaining because you did have the shacked in a full plays all the time you also had some of the highlights and you you got it tonight like one of the highlights was that behind the back dribble he finishes on the other end uh, on the fast break but I, I really do think he's just like it sounds cliche but plays more within the offense like he he sort of blends in out there rather than like what in the world is this guy doing whether it's yeah. good or bad so I I have I've watched this team every game this season and I have no idea like how to project Poku. I'm not sure they know how to project Poku. Like but you mentioned the skills, you mentioned the size, that alone is enough to, to keep him around and see what he can do. He's gonna get a lot of run um over these next I guess now nine games left. Um because the the Thunder's gonna play uh you know, a lot of Poku, a lot of Roby who who had a nice night, a lot of Aaron Wiggins. Um, Trey Mann, Crutchy. Um, I, I'm interested to, to see how much we see of Shea. Like, if it is almost strategic where, you know, against a team like Boston the other night where probably going to lose anyway, he plays, he goes off for 30, and they, they still lose. Maybe you can get away with that. Um, but against, like, they go at Portland soon. I doubt he's going to play at Portland because – that's a that's a team that that the Thunder could beat even with, without Shea, with as bad as they're playing. Um, and I think there's value to that, though. Like, 
obviously, you know, everything's about the draft, but you can't be, you can't build a winning culture if you're not trying to win at times. Um, the players are trying to win. That's what I keep yeah, the telling everybody. To so, like, Shea testing himself against a Celtics team that's, you know, I think as, as, as Mark Dagnall said in the pregame, um, just white hot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've been great since some point in January. Um, you need to see what you have. I mean, I think they know what they have, obviously, in Shea, but, like, you want to see that competitiveness and, you know, that ability to, like, take on those you know, yeah. top-of-the-league top teams. Well, and I honestly think, you know, Shea wants to play. Like, he, he's yeah. dealing with an ankle thing, sure. Hooper's one of the hoop. But, but, like, he probably is looking at this game and is like, I can go out there and get 50. Yeah. I can get 40. But um, he, he sort of knows the long-term plan, and a lot of these guys do. But, like... What does it do for Teo Maladon if he's like, oh, yeah, I am so invested in the Thunder's long-term future that I'm going to go out here and shoot one of 13 tonight. And it's like, okay, Teo Maladon's going to be out of the league, much less not even with the Thunder. So it doesn't behoove any of these players um, to play poorly. I I just, I mean, we write a lot about tanking. We talk a lot about tanking. You know, Sam Presti, the front office, um, Staff can make make decisions, not not coaching staff, but just front office staff can make decisions. Okay, Shea's going to sit tonight. Um, all of these guys are going to be out. Then Dagnall has to coach whoever's available, and that's a team that that won tonight. So it just it's all a little uncomfortable. Like we all know what's happening. They know yeah. what's happening. We're but let's just fast forward to lottery night. Yeah, and speaking of that, the updated. <laughs> Updated odds brought to you by Tankathon.com. I heard we wrote a story. We, have, we wrote a story. Tankathon. I appended, if you go to Oklahoma.com slash sports and click on the Thunder tab, it's, um, I think I put it in the 15th spot. So if you scroll down just a little bit, a uh, story from a couple weeks back, we've got, we've got that um, easy enough to find on the site that Joe did. Good story about, um, you know, an NBA junkie's uh, favorite site these days. Yeah. Uh, tankathon.com so uh, check that out for sure when an NBA fan learns how to code that's how you come up with a site <laughs> like Tankathon <laughs> exactly um, so the Thunder you know this is a big game for lottery implications tonight um, obviously Orlando losing puts them now in the uh, in the two spot mm-hmm. uh, Detroit actually won tonight Cade Cunningham with like a crazy plus plus minus numbers like 40 something um, so like he's you know he's really um, blossomed yeah. But you would think Detroit, they, they come here still. Next Friday. If they play their guys, you would think Detroit would beat the Thunder. Yeah, I mean, if you know, if you got Hami available, if you got – is Jeremy Grant I mean, if healthy? Cade goes like, if crazy. Cade goes crazy, they've got some dudes. Um, you know, Thunder right now only a game ahead of Detroit. And it looks like the bottom four, um, depending on how you look at top four, bottom four um, – are pretty much going to be set. Like, yeah, I, I don't Thunder think aren't falling yeah, to five. Yeah, you're not catching Indiana or or uh, the Sacramento Kings. So, but the little nugget is the Clippers have lost four in a row. And as I was telling Joe earlier tonight, like what the Thunder really need, they need the Timberwolves to keep playing like they've been playing and and come out of that playing tournament, and they need the Lakers to get their act together. And eliminate that, that's the Clippers. That's asking a lot. 
it's asking a lot, but you know, in a couple game um, format like that playing tournament is, the Clippers don't have Paul George. They don't have Kawhi Leonard. I don't think they're going to have either of them. Um, and right now they're thirty six and thirty eight. They'll obviously be in that playing tournament, but if the Lakers knock them out. That puts the Clippers right in that lottery, and the Thunder own that pick, and you never yeah. know. And you know, one of the guys, um, you know, I had a pleasure talking to uh, Jeff Turner just a little bit tonight, uh, who's the uh, does the color broadcast for the um, you know the color uh, commentary for the uh, Magic, and uh, you know he was on you know the original Orlando Magic team, uh, played with Shaq and Penny, and um, you know they had that ma- they had that. You know, they called it the this magic moment for, mm-hmm. the, for that ESPN 30 for 30, where the year after they got Shaq, when they had basically earned the number one pick, and they just missed the playoffs, they were like the last team in that lottery, yeah. and they got and they got the number one pick. So I mean, the, the odds of that happening are you know 0.5 percent. Uh, if you want to check out tankathon.com. The Thunder will take it. that. They'll but take yeah, the like, 0.5% I mean, how, from how, that slot. How amazing would that be for for a fan base in this franchise to, you know, potentially have two top five picks or something? Yeah. And then your rebuild is accelerated immensely unless you, you know, draft. Uh, complete. Yeah, unless you completely whiff, which they don't, they haven't had that track record. Um, no. You know, they just haven't picked high. I they mean, just haven't picked high. Giddy you know, was their. He was the sixth pick, and their highest pick since Harden. So yeah. they, and you know, we didn't know what to expect there, but that obviously worked, has worked out really well, and you can yeah. see a really bright future there. But yeah, you just can't rely on picking sixth consistently because exactly. you don't know what you're gonna get. But I guess the big takeaway, sure, the 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 Thunder talks about bites at the apple. They want as many as they can get. They want the best odds they can get. A game like this hurts, but. We, we could fast, we, we could be talking here on, on lottery night and the Thunder's fourth from the bottom, 12.5% chance of the number one pick and it lands on them and you're like, okay, that game against Orlando didn't even matter. They get the number one pick. So, yes, I understand the disappointment, but it it really just has to do with what happens on lottery night. Yeah, it just it's how the... The, the odds are so get, close. Like, yeah. And, and honestly, like I, I, I kind of feel like I, I'm a believer in karma, and I'm superstitious about things. And I think last year, you know, the way they tanked toward the end, um, where it's like, why would you even watch the games? Um, there's some like, you know, basketball karma that's you know, yeah, that can get paid back there. So. Um, and, and in tonight's case, you know, the Magic were doing the same thing that the Thunder was doing. So, you know, it's the um, you know, movable object versus resistible force. But, yeah. you know, if Two tanks colliding, one yeah. is going to win <laughs> or lose, I guess. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're competing while you're out there um, and, you know, if you ended up in the – if the Thunder end up in that fourth spot, you know, who knows what happens? I mean, with the flattened odds, um, it, it's not this massive difference. Yeah, it used mean, to be it, huge. Obviously, every little bit helps, but it's not like used you know, to be. The worst team had a twenty five percent chance of the number one pick. Which and I kind of like that. Like you, you, you want to discourage tanking. And yeah. You, I mean, just like in any sport, like you want teams to try to win games. Um, but you know, it, for for the NBA, where um, it's you know. 
most other team sports are truly, truly team sports. Like baseball, Mike Trout is you know best player of a generation, and has had hardly any playoff experience, mm-hmm. playoff success because it takes twenty five guys. Football, kind of, you know, the same way, but basketball, you you know, you get that blue chip. Yeah, look what John Morant's done. Yeah, for look the what John Morant's done, and they've got a franchise that's probably going to triple in value, mm-hmm. and you've got a team that's going to contend for a title probably down the road. So. Yeah, I mean, and the best path in basketball is to get one of those top three picks, and yeah. this and, is what has to happen. Yeah, and even with the flattened lottery odds, and you know, even though the NBA did do this to to discourage tanking, and I think it's helped to some degree, but the Thunder still looks at it like, hey, we're not going to get a John Morant through free agency. A John Morant type guy is not going to force his way um, to live in Oklahoma City and you know walk around Scissor Tail Park. Um, <laughs> So the, the only way to do that is recognize the odds, you know, are even worse than they were, but that's still the, their best chance of landing a, a guy like that is is via the draft. So we'll see what happens. Um, a We've couple got time. A couple of months left until the lottery, then the draft, and, and we'll, we'll see what, where, where this Thunder team goes. Jeff, great talking to you. Likewise. You'll, 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 have to, you'll have to come to a more competitive game. Well, I guess it was competitive. This is very, yeah, it was competitive. I mean, it's... You, you'll have to... <laughs> maybe you should just come to every Thunder Magic game or there something and, well, and see is, what this happens. This is the only one of the year. There's only one a year at home, so... All right, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you guys for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast, and we will be back with you on Saturday night. The Thunder has the next two nights off. Um... Saturday at Denver um, and then at Portland. So we'll talk to you after that road trip.